What's happening? We're back. I'm Ivan Rodriguez. It's another episode of Cycle Shack. Number 62. It's Thursday, July 30th. Been a while. Been a while since I've done a podcast. Sorry for that. Just been very busy. Work going crazy. We'll shoot the breeze about that a little later right now. I want to thank our sponsors, Anchor.fm, our host platform. To listen to your favorite podcast, if you have not joined Anchor.fm, what are you waiting for? It's quick, fast, and easy. Click on Anchor.fm, start an account, listen away, or create your own content. Anchor.fm. I want to thank Technoax, www.technoax, T-E-K-N-A, I'm sorry, T-E-K-N-O-A-X-E.com, Technoax, for the royalty-free music. For all your royalty-free music needs, check out Technoax on YouTube or technoax.com. And finally, check out our good buddy, AJ at Armsco Custom Cycles out in Totowa, New Jersey. ArmscoCustomCycles.com for all your motorcycle needs and repairs. Your hometown alternative Harley shop. Check this guy out. He does performance installations on pipes, headers, intakes, tuning, custom bars, ape hangers, chrome accessories, and more. Does everything from LED lighting, detailing, every aspect of motorcycle, servicing, repair, and working that speed into your bike. He doesn't only work on Harley's folks, he'll work on uh, uh, on metrics, and he works on sport bikes. If I'm not mistaken, that's where AJ got his real forte from. The man's is also a, 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 a sport bike racer. So check him out. It's a complete service shop, Armsco Custom Cycles. Let's give you that address and phone number. That's 15 Pamela Drive, Totowa, New Jersey. Armsco Custom Cycles at gmail.com. Email them or call them at 201 697 0346. Check them out. It's been an interesting couple of months, it's been an interesting few weeks. Like I said, I've backed off of the podcast for a little bit because I've been real busy with work. And, um, yeah, got to take care of the family and pay the bills, especially during these COVID times. And uh, I'm kind of tired of hearing about the uh, coronavirus. You know what sucks? I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard the word coronavirus or COVID-19. I'd be a jazillionaire if there was such a thing, right? Is there such thing as a jazillionaire? Maybe not, but y'all know what I mean. You get the picture. So, what's up, everybody? I'm not trying to put a damper on things. Enough is enough. We're doing the podcast so you can get your mind off of the the COVID. I know I do. Mental health is what it's all about. So, take that mental health day from work. Throw on your headphones, your Bluetooth headphones, sit on your recliner, and listen to the Cycle Shack. (laughs) 
I appreciate everybody, man. Thanks for bearing with me. And uh, again, I apologize for coming out so non-frequently with a podcast, but it's been very, 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 very busy at home. So we got a couple of things for you today. Nothing crazy. Not all of them might motorcycle related, right? Because the mantra of the show is motorcycles and more. I'll talk about anything motorcycles. I'll talk about anything, period. So, we're going to start this off with, I saw an interesting article, because that's what I do. I read a lot about things I like, like motorcycles and CB radio. I'll get into the CB radio part in a minute. But, uh, well, actually, let's jump on it now. I've gotten into my CB radio hobby again. I was a big CB'er as a teenager. Had an antenna on my roof. Always did the breaker, breaker thing and spoke to people and spoke long distance, made contacts. And, uh, yeah, man, when I moved upstate, I just fell off it. And still had my equipment, still had my gear, still had my antenna. Lo and behold, man, I just set it up. Something something told me during the times of the COVID-19 and then all these riots and everything started happening. So aside from arming myself, right, I went and I said, I'm going to set up my communications again. So I set up my communication station at home. I got into my uh, CB radio hobby and I love it. I, I, I missed it. I missed it. Still tuning, still getting everything right. It's taken me over a month. But uh, it's looking good. You'll probably see it on the page when I put it up uh, earlier that I was going to do the show. And uh, it's coming along, man. It really is. I'm happy. I'm proud of it. One more hobby to do. I'm actually going to try to set something up where I go off grid with it. Uh, I'm going to probably get some solar cells and a couple of batteries, set them up together and uh, sustain with no power if I have to to get clean DC power. But anyway, that's a whole other story. So any of you that are into CB out there, man, email the show, thecycleshackpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. But anyway, moving on. So sitting back reading some articles on my phone because that's what I do. I don't pull out the laptop anymore. I just do everything from my phone. Technology's that wonderful, right? Yeah, I was never a technology buff. I was never into the phones and... I was never into, you know, I used to always surf the web because I used to love, you know, reading stuff and researching. Right? I love researching things, uh, finding out facts or trying to find out facts. Trying to find out facts is hard nowadays because everything's fake, fake news, etc. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, man, lately I'm into the Apple thing and I'm into technology and I'm into the Internet, the interweb and I'm into now podcasting. I've been podcasting for two or three years now. Don't have a whole I only got 62 shows. Go figure. I had to revamp the show at one point. I actually did over 150 shows, but um, had to revamp the show. It used to be called the Cycle Shack magazine for those of you that might remember, but spin it off to the Cycle Shack podcast. And who knows? I might spin it off again. Because, again, I, I'm not solely concentrating on motorcycles. Motorcycles is just my passion and what I love. But anyway. So I stumbled across an article on, as you remember, maybe a few podcasts ago, Jesse Combs, who passed away. Jesse Combs was a car-slash-motorcycle personality. They called her the fastest woman on two wheels. Um, 
She was an avid motorcycle rider. She worked on cars. She was actually on a television show that I used to watch every Saturday morning. On At the time, it was Velocity Network, Speed Network, one of those car mechanic shows that you watch every Saturday morning with a cup of coffee. And it was called, uh, oh, I forgot what it was called. Shoot. Anyway, it was her and two other girls that were working on cars. But anyway, that's how I knew Jesse Combs, and plus she was on the... Uh, she was on a couple of the other shows on the Speed Network. So anyway, she passed trying to set the world speed record, land speed record, on um, sometime maybe last year, I want to say. But um, nonetheless, oh, come on, I can't find this. you got to be kidding me. Error, network changed. Really? Come on. There we go. I got it. I'm always having technical difficulties. Excuse me. For a guy who's into technology, I really don't do such a good job in bringing it up. Okay, here we go. Jesse Combs named the fastest woman on earth. This is according to MotorcycleCruiser.com. You can read on it yourself. It's on the June 26, 2020 staff article. See a picture of Jesse Combs on her uh, custom soft tail cruising down the road. And uh, Guinness Awards title based on record-setting run that took her life. So they gave her the Guinness Book of World Records for the fastest woman on earth. A year after her crash and on the Oregon desert, Guinness Awards, Jesse Combs, the fastest land speed record. Jesse Combs has done it. Jesse Combs has done it nearly a year after her land speed record attempt in in the Oregon desert. Guinness World Records has awarded the racer, fabricator and motorcyclist the designation of the fastest woman on earth. Combs died last year during the record attempt in an accident in southeast Oregon's Alvord Desert. She was only 39 years old. Jesse Jesse's run broke a record that stood for more than 40 years. Wow. It's a shame, man. 39 years old. Officially the record is set for the fastest land speed record for a female, which was recorded at 522.7 miles. As certified by Guinness. That was during the top speed runs that tragically took Combs' life in the desert. At 522.7 miles. Man. Here we go. Jesse Combs was featured on uh, Bike Builder Bell's. And on Velocity TV's All Girl Garage, All Girls Garage, that's the show I used to watch. I used to work on Chevelles and all that other stupid stuff. And that's stupid stuff, what I'm saying. Combs was piloting the North American Eagle Supersonic Speed Challenger, a jet-powered four-wheeled vehicle across the Alvor Desert on August 27, 2019. The 52,000-horsepower Speed Challenger had already made her the fastest woman on four wheels back in 2013 when she hit 398 miles per hour 
So this time, Jesse was going for the top prize. She completed the two successful runs, one at 515.3 miles per hour, the other one at 548.4 miles per hour. The official record is obtained by taking the average of both runs. So in this case would be 539, um, 531.8 miles per hour, which was submitted for consideration. For some reason, Guinness Records officially certified Combs' record at 522.7, though it's unclear how officials arrived at that number. You know what? She got it. In her record to become the fastest woman on earth, Combs broke a record that stood for 40 years. In any case, Combs' certified speed still beats the previous record of 512.7 miles per hour set in 1976, the year old fat boy was born, by Kitty O'Neill in a three-wheeled car in the same desert. In a heartfelt Instagram post, Combs' partner Terry Madden wrote, that it was a goal that she really wanted as hard as it was for me to even look at the car without crying. I'm so proud of her. She woke up that morning to an alarm saying, let's make history. We had an absolutely amazing day. That fatal run was supposed to be her last attempt at the record, Madden said. And the accident was the result of the front wheel assembly failing on deceleration. Madden said otherwise, Combs had done everything perfect. In the end, Combs achieved her goal. Her dream was always to become the fastest woman on earth, according to a statement from her family. So, she did it. The most fastest woman on earth is now Jesse Combs, Good for her. Good for her family. May she rest in peace. That was cool. I liked watching that show. It was on the Velocity Network. Velocity changed so many times. It used to be Speed Network, then Velocity, and before Speed, it used to be called something else. It was the Car Show Channel, where they used to give the car shows every Saturday morning. Time for a swig of water, folks. All right, I cheated. I took two. (laughs) Anyway. So, back to another coronavirus story. Not so much related. Well, not so much about the coronavirus itself. But I am an avid Harley Davidson. uh, I'm a fan of Harley Davidson, right? I love Harley Davidson motorcycles. So, I follow everything Harley Davidson. If this darn thing would allow me to post it up, it would be nice. Okay, here we go. I'm having more technical difficulties. But uh, this is on Reuters.com, July 24th article. I cannot pronounce the name of the person who wrote this. I'm going to try Rajesh Kumar Singh. Titled, Harley-Davidson's results likely to reflect another quarter of coronavirus pain. So they are dropping significantly. Harley-Davidson, Inc. 
we'll give investors next week a fresh look at the coronavirus pandemic's effect or impact on operations and offer more details of plans to turn around a 117-year-old motorcycle company that has been grappling with an aging customer base. For the fourth quarter through June, when the virus-induced lockdowns took their biggest toll on companies, Harley-Davidson's profit is expected to plunge by 97% year over year to $0.04 a share, according to IBES, blah, 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 blah. I don't understand all that stock stuff. The company reported a 44% drop and profit in the first quarter. Today's earnings release will come weeks after Harley-Davidson announced plans to lay off over 500 employees this year as part of the new chief executive officers, uh, Jochen Zeitz, I don't know how to pronounce his name either, uh, turnaround strategy. So, uh, yeah, man, 500 layoffs for Harley. That's not a whole, that's a whole lot of people considering there's only two major plants in Harley-Davidson of Harley-Davidson's in the United States, Milwaukee and uh, York, Pennsylvania. The other plant was shut down to go overseas. The strategy dubbed the Rewire seeks to shift focus back on to more profitable heavyweight and touring bikes and core markets such as the United States. Robin Farley, an analyst at UBS, says, the move could shore up Harley's earnings by saving costs, even if it fails to address its sales problem. Hmm. The Milwaukee-based company is expected to share more details of the strategy on Tuesday. So Harley-Davidson really feeling it, as every other company is, and I'm sure other motorcycle companies are feeling it as well. But like I said, I would love to see the brand do well. Although I think Harley-Davidson's are grossly overpriced and I think they charge gross amount of prices to repair them. And I think some of their Harley tax antics are uncalled for. I love the bikes. I really do. There's nothing like riding a Harley. Nothing at all. So I hope the company does well. That'll remain to be seen. One company that is doing fairly well, Keanu Reeves and Garth Hollinger. Everybody knows actor Keanu Reeves is now into building motorcycles with Garth Hollinger, and he has his own motorcycle company called Arc Motorcycles. Their most famous brand of bike is the KRGT1, and they've announced that it is now Euro 4 compliant. You know what Euro 4 compliant is? tell me because I don't but I know now it's Euro 4 compliant <laughs> check it out on hotbikeweb.com this article is by Andrew Cherney you can read along with me yeah Euro 4 compliant well good for them this is a beautiful bike it's a combination of like a sport bike and a cruiser and it's got a RevTech Harley lookalike engine but sport bike features and tires, and it looks fast, but it sounds like it's got a nice growl. 
more than just America, having achieved the major emission certification, the ARC Motorcycles KRGT1 is now up for grabs in Europe as well. Okay, so I guess it's an emissions specification that it had to meet in order to be sold in Europe. Last week, we got note that the ARC Motorcycle had gained Euro 4 certification for its KRGT1 Cruiser. Why, you might ask, is this a big deal? Yeah, I asked that. After all, Euro 5 is already in effect for new models introduced as of January 2020. But the KRGT1 released last year counts as a returning model. So the company aimed to get that massive 124CI SNS engine, ARC V-Twin, compliant with older, less stringent regulations. Aha, I get it now. The upside is, is that the KRGT1 is available for sale right now in European markets. In fact, a Eurospec KRGT1 will be on display at the Swiss Moto Exhibition in Zurich this week. This is a hot-looking bike, man. Check it out. Arc Motorcycles, the KRGT1. Air-cooled bikes have often challenges with increasingly stringent emission regulations. Will the KRGT1's exhaust get even Bigger to accommodate the added plumbing. Uh, There's a whole lot more to read, which I don't care to read. But again, for those of you that don't know, Arc Motorcycles is the motorcycle company belonging to Garth Hollinger and actor Keanu Reeves. Um, They've had the company for, what, I want to say about four or five years now. It's been doing fairly well. And you can check him out on YouTube. He's got a nice interview that he did. And uh, it's a pretty badass bike. I like it. Again, it's like what uh, a hybrid sport bike slash Harley would look like. But it's really got a look of its own. Um, I'm sure you've never seen anything quite like it. It's got some nice sleek features. Uh, Harley-style tank. Of course, it's got a, an SNS slash some of them have RevTech engines. No, no, I think their plant is predominantly SNS, but it looks like the SNS version of a Harley engine, which which looks like an Evolution engine. Um, it's a pretty badass, fast-looking bike. That's for shit sure. I think these bikes run around seventy grand. I think the Arc KRGT one runs about seventy or eighty grand, and they make several of them throughout the year. But it's a good-looking bike. I would say, well. There's no bike to me worth 70 grand, but it is a nice bike. Gotta say. So check them out. Arc Motorcycles, the KRGT1. So, on to some shows here. I gotta say, I'm a fan of uh, the Netflix Marvel shows, which. Marvel now belongs to Disney, pulled all of them off of Netflix. And, uh, yeah. There was one in particular that I was really loving. And it's not coming back. But it is. Just maybe not to Netflix. Or it might. Who knows? But right now, this is by CrookedLama.com. You can read along with me. It's on their Thursday, July 30th uh, posting. Check it out again, CrookedLama.com. Marvel announced that John Berenthal reportedly returning as the Punisher. Yep. The Punisher played by John Berenthal. 
in the Netflix Marvel's Punisher will be coming back. Marvel fans have longed for a version of the Punisher that reflects the comic book character and brings an appropriate representation to the screen in either television or film. Many fans feel that John Berenthal's portrayal of Frank Castle on Netflix incarnation of the character was the most accurate to date. And I would agree. I used to read the Punisher comic books. And I will say that his character, his portrayal of the character is the most accurate. I just loved it. It was violent. It was excessively violent. But it was a, like that typical guy movie. You know, it was, it was a typical guy show. Fans will be excited because it appears that Berenthal will be coming back to the role. The star of Walking Dead, Baby Driver, and countless other films and shows, Berenthal suffered the cancellation acts, as did all of Marvel's Netflix properties. However, Berenthal has made his feelings clear that he loved to return in the role, either on the big screen or with a new streaming service. And that was my Apple iPhone chiming to me that there is an iPhone 12. Okay, good deal. Disney feels a bit too inappropriate for The Punisher, giving the dark content of the show and the comic. However, would, would a standalone feature film or any other service be more appropriate? Marvel is considered, considering making an adult oriented Punisher series based on the War Journal comic book run and it could be set either to FX or Hulu so let's see what happens for those of you that haven't checked it out I think it is still on Netflix today Uh, catch it before they pull it from Netflix because again Marvel is owned by Disney and Disney is now pulling all this violent content off they want nothing to do with the violence since the Marvel's Punisher did so well it is still up on Netflix so catch up with it season one and season two check it out watch it this weekend binge watch the living daylights out of it you'll love it Another show I love watching. This one is free on YouTube. It's a YouTube series. They came out with eight episodes. The episodes are maybe 15 to 25 minutes long, depending. Um, But I love it because it had to do with motorcycles. You are not going to show me the content, really? Really? Let's try this again. There we go. I don't know why it lies to me. It wants to tell me it's not going to show it, but then it does. The name of the show is called Tattoos and Turnpikes. That's right, Tattoos and Turnpikes. The show is about four friends, three friends actually, no, four friends, who ride together somewhat across country on motorcycles and let me read it it's called join the ride tattoos and turnpikes big dave canoy had a dream after years of establishing himself as a tattoo artist and proving himself to be a successful business owner he was unhappy with the way his industry was being portrayed on television 
It became his mission to create a show that revealed the real world of tattooing. What better way to do this than to mix it up with his other big passion? Motorcycles, baby. They rode Harleys. Tattoos and turnpikes was now born. So this summer, Big Dave, along with his former apprentice, Robbie Callery, and his best friend, Red Dog, Red Dog, and his business partner, Denny Hawkins, Denny Hawkins, <laughs> Big Dave, Robbie Callery, Red Dog, and Denny Hawkins in Tattoos and Turnpikes. <laughs> Those names just sounded like I had to say that. But anyway, they will set out on a 21-day journey visiting 17 cities to find out what life is actually like in tattoo parlors and motorcycle shops across the United States. The ride begins June 1st, only on YouTube. In a world where only tattoos and turnpikes exist, join the ride with Big Dave, Robbie Callery, Road Dog, and Denny Hawkins in... Tattoos and Turnpikes. The ride begins June 1st, only on YouTube. How you like that? How you like that? Sample that, movie guy. Anyone want any movie guy stuff? You send it to me. I'll read it for you. In a world where movie guy exists and COVID-19 reigns supreme. All right, let me stop. (laughs) Joke's over. All right, so check it out, man. It's a good series. It's on YouTube. It's called Tattoos and Turnpikes. I enjoyed the shit out of the show. Uh, the last episode was episode number eight or nine. It was pretty good, man. And these guys rode to tattoo shops. They had, a, they had one famous bike builder on there the, whom I love. Um, shoot. His name is not ringing the bell in my head right now, but he used to work for Jesse James. What the heck is his name? Anyway, speak of water. And uh, finally, man, before I wrap things up, I want to talk about another show that I have become an addict of, and it's because of my wife, my beautiful wife. She finds these shows. She tells me about them. I watch them, and then I start going bananas. I hate it when this show... I wish this show was on Netflix because I... Want to binge watch the shit out of it? When it's over, I get pissed. So I, I I'm thinking of letting the DVR. It, I got just four episodes left of this season. It's season uh, two or three. It's called Yellowstone, starring Kevin Costner. I posted some excerpts and previews of the show on the Cycle Shack Podcast Facebook page. It's about cowboys, man. It's about Yellowstone in Montana. Yellowstone Ranch. It's an awesome, well-written show. I'm a big fan of Kevin Costner. And I love the shit out of this show. So you got to check it out. It's called Yellowstone. It's on the Paramount Network. If you're a subscriber to Spectrum Cable or formerly Time Warner, it's on Channel 47. You got to check it out. Yellowstone on the Paramount Network. Sundays at 9 p.m. There's only four episodes left. Binge watch the shit out of it and catch up. My family, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. I hope everybody's staying safe. 
Check out the Cycle Shack at the Cycle Shack Podcast at gmail.com. That's the email. Check us out on Facebook at the Cycle Shack Podcast. You can click the link on the website or to the website, although I have not edited the website, so you can take a glance at it. I won't be I won't be updating it. The Facebook page is good enough. Thanks for listening, man. I'm Ivan Rodriguez. Stay riding, stay safe. My bike's in the shop. Had a little issue. Nothing major. But uh, I'll be getting it back soon. We'll talk, probably talk about that in the next episode. Thanks for joining, everybody. Peace out. Ride safe. Keep them two wheels on the ground. Talk to you soon.